Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 312. And away we go. It is me, your favorite actor, Mark Schwann, taking over Shot of Wrestling. Michael J. Putty can't be here three weeks into the new season. And Michael J. Putty felt the need to go down to Miami to check on his boy Tua. But, of course, the hurricane delays are holding him up. So, I don't know where he is right now. But, don't worry, everyone. We got another person here. Welcome to my show. My show, that's right. Kevin Wood. What's up, my man? Hey, hello there. How are you doing, Shot Universe? The universe of shots. Do, do we have a name for the fan? The a name for the fan base yet? The we shotters, the shotties. You know what? Hold on one second. Oh. Abel Greenman is finally joining the show here, ladies and gentlemen. Give it up for Greenman. You can ask Greenman right now. Greenman, welcome to the show, man. We are live. Hey, holy cow! Holy cow. Uh, what I mean live, we're pre-recorded. <laughs> but uh, I just gave an intro to my boy Kevin here. Uh, he asked a good question. I thought that you might know the answer to. Do we do we have a name for a shot of wrestling faithful or shot of wrestling universe? So is it shot of, shot of universe? What, what, what do you call them? The Wrestleholics. The Wrestleholics. Wrestleholics. I, I like it. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Kev? Hello, Abel. How are you? I'm not sure if we've met in person before, but I'm sure we will at some point, especially now that we have graced this podcast together. That we <laughs> I, have... I saw a very handsome, rugged look of a person on my screen, and I'm like, this can't be Mark Schwann. Am, am I like going into <laughs> someone's oh, Zoom okay. that I'm not allowed into, but I, apparently I got some access to? Uh, Maybe but it's it... nice to see you. So already, already we're starting off hot here. Like we started off hot last week, and and I I see you still not holding back punches. Let's go, let's go. I, let's freaking go. What are you drinking here? Is that a mojito? Did I tell you about this drink? Um, no, we, tell me. When we started a shot of wrestling many moons ago, we used to have a shot of the week, and then it translated into the drink of the week. I just recently discovered. Not recently, like fully discovered, but I've evolved this drink that I love. It's just kettle one with tonic water. I usually put a, mm. a little splash of lime, but I just stepped it up this week and I added some mint leaves to it. Look at you. you Very refreshing. You are a wow. Long Island bougie bitch now. Long Island I changed you. <laughs> I am. Me and MJF, we were good friends. So uh, he's showing me the ways. You said were, so I take it that's that's past. Were, so that's yeah, what, you five know, minutes? <laughs> yeah, it pretty much a couple indie shows here and there, and then all of a sudden he's in AEW and the talk of the nation. I could say he's moved past me already. I mean, I'm about to move past you too, guys. Let's Whoa. get some wrestling, shall we? Let's do it. 
It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right. What's trending, guys? We have a few topics here to talk about. Shawn Michaels recently did an interview, uh, which caught a lot of people's eye here. Russell Pierce at Russell Pierce quotes Shawn Michaels interview. We are still reaching out to other people with experience that have wrestled on the independent scene or been out in Japan or in other companies. That is something NXT will continue to do in the future. Guys, what do you think here? Is this the right direction for the future of WWE going back to the indies after they said that they were closing the door in independence? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited about, about this news. I, I, I'm, I didn't like the fact that they took away the indies for a little bit. It was part of their model. It's something that AEW then took it and blew it up to a whole nother level. So I do respect where Vince McMahon was coming from to say like, hey, if AEW wants to do the indie thing, let them do it and we're going to do something different. And that's where we're getting like these stars from, you know, collegiate football or, you know, uh, world-class Olympic athletes we're now joining the WWE and they're getting trained in, in that same universe. I, I'm excited. There's a lot of great names that have come from the independent scene. It's been a, a kind of a way of passage. If you want to be a pro wrestler, you work the indie circuit, you get a name for yourself, you get signed into a developmental deal and you make something even bigger of yourself. So I'm excited for it. I, I'm also excited about it in the sense that like, I don't think that they should be abandoning this idea of like, we're going to like, recruit D1 athletes and other people, people who are not necessarily from uh, the wrestling business, because that's a model that's proven to be successful. Bianca Belair, Braun Strowman was, I think, like a, a bodybuilder before he he joined, even going back to guys like Kurt Angle and Mark Henry and stuff. And I like the idea of bringing in indie guys because you create sort of a, uh, it's not like everyone is, it's not, like, you're not having like a cookie cutter uh, developmental system. Uh, when I when I worked for uh, WWE in 2015, uh, we were doing an interview with with uh, Brian Danielson, Daniel Bryan at the time, and he made a point that about how everyone learning from NXT at the time, he was kind of talking about you know because that's right when NXT was kind of becoming like like what we knew it to be, and he was saying it's great that like you don't just have to be like the WWE cookie cutter person. But sometimes maybe it's not so good because it's going to WWE being the only thing there, it's going to force everyone to kind of like learn one system and you do not want that. And I think that having people from a variety of backgrounds, that's why I meant to say earlier, a variety of backgrounds can do nothing but help the company in the sense that like if you're bringing people in from D1 stuff, they, they're going to have a certain perspective on the world and athleticism and all that and you're meshing them with guys that are from the indies, they're going to have their own perspective. I think it can only be a good thing. And I think we've seen that borne out over the last few years because NXT has had a lot of guys like Adam Cole and Ricochet and whatnot. Uh, but there have been like some cases of, of them really developing guys too. See, here's what I think. I mean, you know, I'm in the indies. So of course I have nothing but love for independence. Lots of talent over there, lots of... Uh, you know, lots of gems that have not yet been discovered. I could get, list some names here. But the thing is, I could list some names, right? There's a lot of indie people out there. This is not a complete knock on independence. But the thing is, like, with WWE, 
what they need to focus i i agree the fact that yes they shouldn't close the door to independence but maybe they shouldn't do like what AEW is doing like open the door completely to all independence you know what i mean like kevin talking about what you what you're talking about with like the um, with the deals they have with the college athletes and such you know if you think about like ww at, at its best of developing talent like they had a, a power plant system of their own they didn't go to the indies so then the top stars in their business never did the indies like these are guys that they built on their own became legends became stars and that's the thing WWE is about world wrestling entertainment, about creating stars. There are some indie people in there that have made a name for themselves in WWE, but did they become stars? Some would say no. Uh, even Kevin Owens, who I absolutely love, who is crushing it, is not necessarily a star. You look at the stars that WWE has had, and they didn't come from the indies. So that's why I think, like, you know, let the other promotions. Let them get, you know, pick, have their pick in the independence and let WWE just get the creme de la crop, you know, just let them get like, you know, maybe a handful of the indie people don't necessarily close the door completely, but they should focus on what they're doing, their new initiative, as far as going with the college athletes and such. I, I, I hear that, but then I, so you're specifically referring to the, the period in 2002, uh, OVW, Cena, Brock, Batista, Orton, some other guys like Shelton Benjamin and whoever, they definitely created like a small handful of guys that really hit it, but then a lot. But I, I think that a big problem for WWE over well, Roman Reigns. Roman oh, Reigns yeah, was like a guy. Yeah, and they it, like it. This is what I was saying: is it doesn't need to necessarily be like one formula, but you could go back to the late '90s. One of the things that I think helped the Attitude Era was that they had like a strong, especially in 2000, 2001. They had a strong roster of guys that came from all these different backgrounds. Some guys came from ECW. Some guys came from WCW. Some guys came from but Japan, ECW, WCW are not indies, though. They were not indies. No, these no, were established promotions. That's they're true. Different. But they were different. They're, they're different. You're talking about, like, you know, for example, I mean, I know AJ Styles is kind of like a hybrid. He started in the indies, but, you know, for a lot of his career, he was in the impact, which, or TNA. Which I know, like, you know, people like raise their eyebrow out, but hey, guess what? That's a major promotion. Yeah. Uh, so he's got TV experience. The problem with the indies, as we're seeing with AEW, is like they have bad habits for the most part. Jim Ross talks about it. You know, even the NXT at one point it was a joke that, like, you know, no more thigh slapping. You know, it, it, that's that's the thing. Like, they look, at least with like these newer talents that are athletic, you know, WWE can mold them into their own or what they want them to be, what a superstar should and would look like in their roster. The, the thing is, if you're in the independence for like, you know, five, 10 years plus, you develop these bad habits. It's really hard to get rid of. Gentlemen, just like my drink, just like when you're cooking or you're making anything or you're stewing things in a pot, there's different ingredients. It's silly to say that, you know, there's one formula that the WWE will follow with Division One athletes, and then that's how they're going to find their next star. And, and if that's what they're doing, that's just one part of that recipe. AEW's, like you said, Mark, it's, you know, they're focusing on that independent talent. But too much of that ingredient in each one of those pots is going to make not a really good tasting drink. You got to mix it up a little bit, baby. You, you got to put in that mint leaf. Who's going to be that mint leaf, you know? Who's going to be the, the creme of the creme vodka out there? You know, you got to mix it up. No, and I agree. It has to be the right mix. You know, that's, that's, I, I agree with you. What were you saying there about that? It what? Has to be the right mix. Stop doing that. It makes me feel weird. 
Don't yeah. agree with me. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, moving on to the next topic here. Sasha Banks trading once again. Always trading this girl. She is setting the world on fire ever since she let WWE uh, walked out, depending on how you want to phrase it. Uh, so Macho Beard at Macho Beard for life. Mercedes Vernado, no longer Sasha Banks on Twitter and following NJPW on Insta. Interesting. Uh, people took note about Sasha Banks changing her name on Twitter and the socials. She's everywhere, guys. She's looks like she's heading Hollywood bound. So what do you guys think? Is Sasha Banks the next rock? Abel, you go first. I mean, for a, a woman to have already the young career uh, with the Mandalorian and putting herself out there to be, I wouldn't even say the, the next rock, but she could definitely be the first Sasha Banks out there when it comes to oh, the first Mercedes. Yeah, the first Mercedes, but being in the WWE and really making a name for herself in, in the in the big screen. I, I'm excited about it. Uh, it doesn't mean that she's completely turned her back on on like wrestling. I think through her documentaries, you've seen that that's something that she's always been around, that she's grown up with, that she has a passion for. You know, with New Japan Pro Wrestling, you know, she mentioned in one of her documentaries, she went to Japan to find herself that she needed to connect to some of the things that she really loved about professional wrestling. And that's where she found her, her piece. So uh, I, I'm, I'm all for it. I'll, I'll support her. I would be interested to see what other uh, projects she's going to be working on outside of the ring. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm definitely like rooting for her. She's definitely one of the, one of like a handful of personalities that my friends who are non-wrestling fans know of, you know, a lot of them, frankly, are guys that are just like, oh my God, she's like so hot. Uh, but, you know, there, there are Damn friends right. of mine who are girls who also know her and they're just like, oh my God, she's like so fit. Obviously she was on Star Wars. She's, she has had quite like the entry level sort of thing into Hollywood so far. Also, she's uh, related to Snoop Dogg. So she's going to have Hollywood connections because of that. But let's just like hold off before we start. Like the rock was literally like was literally like dragged into Hollywood. He was it was they were begging, they were knocking down his door. He hosted Saturday Night Live while he was still like on the main roster and stuff like that, which is a huge thing. It doesn't just happen to anyone. You know, I think it's and I hate to say it, and not that she'll go down this the the same trajectory, but where she's at right now could maybe lead to being the rock, but it could also be just once upon a time we would have said the same thing about China. And and it's unfortunate that it didn't work out as well for her and obviously i hope that it works out well for mercedes which that's another thing someday we need to have a an episode about all of the wrestlers who have cooler non-wrestling names and their wrestling names mercedes <laughs> Bernardo, also richard blood and yada yada but yeah i mean let's just I, i'm rooting for her i want to see the best from her i remember once upon a time, somebody saying when they all debuted that like she was the one of the NXT girls, one of the four horsewomen that had like the most potential to become like a megastar. And it seems like she's doing that. But let's just wait and see. Wait you know? and see. Wait and see. Listen, I can't believe that you <laughs> compared Sasha Banks to China uh, as far as that goes, as far as a trajectory for a career. Very different trajectory. I love China as a wrestler, but... You know, what she did outside of wrestling, I don't see Sasha Banks doing at all in this lifetime. Yeah. I was going to say anytime soon, but I don't think at all in this lifetime. 
going to Mercedes, Sasha Banks, whatever you want to call her right now, same person. She is a star. She's a megastar. She's had that it factor. Yeah, she also has the connections, which help Grand Time. Listen, she's been out of WWE for months now, and she's been trending every single week. She is doing something all the time, carrying Naomi with her as well. They're both an item going out there, going to the shows, going to events, going to all these different things and getting their names out there. They are stars right now without WWE. Mercedes, I give her props. She's betting on herself, kind of like Lamar Jackson betting on himself this year. And I think it's going to pay off. I think Mercedes, the capacity to be a star, like Abel said, you know, not maybe the next Rock, but her, the first Mercedes. And I agree with that. I think she does have that trajectory where she can go on to Hollywood and do some big things because she's got the look. She can talk the talk. She's got the charisma. And, hey, listen, she's not being invited to these events because they don't like her. Obviously, there's a likability factor in there as well uh, from the Hollywood elite that they're opening their arms for her. So I'm very curious to see where this goes and able to touch on what you said that, you know, maybe should go back to wrestling. Hey, look, The Rock still has a lot of love for wrestling. John Cena, a lot of love for wrestling. Batista, some love for wrestling. But, you know, the schedules in Hollywood and listen, I'm not an A-list celebrity, but at the level where I'm at, it can still be very demanding. You know, so with Sasha Banks, if she... Because you're talking about 14, 16-hour days on set, and then you're out there promoting. I find it very hard. If she does well in this new career path, I find it very hard to believe that she would go back to wrestling, actually. Maybe a one-off, maybe an appearance. But if she does well, if she does as well as I think she can, I think this is the last we hear of Sasha Banks. Hello, Mercedes. Yeah, I, I can't I can't really argue against that. I would, I would also say that, like, her career trajectory is is probably more similar to Batista in the sense that like you have a leg up when you're coming into Hollywood if you have exposure somewhere else. But he had to kind of make his own way. And now he's a legitimate star in Hollywood. And maybe not like a mega star, but he's a, a regular actor and he's worked, he's worked with big directors and stuff like hey, that. He's doing his thing. Respect. I love Batista movies, by the way. Can I oh, just yeah. say that? I have not seen a bad Batista movie. Same. Although I never saw Stuber, so I don't know. Oh, it's so did. good, bro. I, I oh, did really? see Stuber. I like it. It was okay. Not bad. Not horrible. <laughs> MC3, okay. come on. It was, it was good. It wasn't bad. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on here. We're not debating about movies. We're talking about wrestling here. So Andrade making some news. A lot of people are a little upset they're not, that he's not on a TV screen a little bit more. Uh, so is he, apparently. Russell Tracker at Russell Tracker one Andrade El Dili El Dili. I am the worst Spanish person ever. Someone hit me with the name. El Idolo. El Idolo. El Idolo starts a hashtag free El Dilio trend on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> free Andrade. Just say, let's just say that. I'm sorry. Yeah. I am the worst Spanish person in the world. <laughs> On of all months too, right? Um, so he starts to trend it's the last Twitter. day of Spanish Heritage Month. You're right. Uh, no, because it started it's midway the last in the month. Day. I, I think it goes into October 15th. Oh, anyway, okay. uh, he starts to trend on Twitter amid rumors of WWE and Triple H contacting him for a return. So, all right, I have to ask, what does Andrade have to do to get some more TV time? So tonight on Rampage, Andrade issued a challenge to Dark Order's 10 
So if Andrade wins, Ten has to give up his mask given to him by Mr. Brody Lee. If Ten wins, Andrade will leave AEW forever. So that's the stipulation there for next mm. week. Oh. Is this it? Is this how Andrade gets more TV time? Or is this it for Andrade? Are we seeing the last from AEW? I mean, we've seen some pretty like surprising, almost out of nowhere, AEW exits recently with what's it, Malachi Black, with all the House of Black guys. Well, yeah. Most of them. And I swear there was another one. I mean, besides like Punk and the Bucks and those guys, there was someone else somewhat Bobby recently. Fish cut it out and he yeah. got into impact. There have been a lot of people that just kind of left AEW that you wouldn't have thought that they'd leave. But they they have so this 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 could be it. This could be his way of, you know, he just asked to leave the company and they said sure, fine. I mean, it's a weird thing with him where he was he was in NXT, he was working there, and it seems like ever since that's like the I didn't follow his career before that, but in the modern thing, like he was in WWE, they didn't really do anything with him. They let him go. He went to AEW, and it's kind of been the same thing. And I don't know if it's. A language thing. I frankly don't understand why they haven't just brought in Ric Flair to be his manager. Give him his mouthpiece. Hell yeah. Like, I don't understand why the Ric Flair's last match wasn't just an AEW show. I mean, maybe there's liability stuff, whatever. But hey, look, like, I don't think that Flair. I think there was heat on Flair, though. That's why. There was maybe. Heat on Flair time. I think there was talks of it. And then, like, oh, that Dark Side of the Ring episode came on about Flair. And like, we were oh, like, all right, well, yes. let's just back away from that. I, I think there's been enough time now, though. Maybe you know. Obviously, I apologize to anybody who would be offended. Maybe, uh, but like, I mean, what, 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 what would be the point right now if Andrade is one foot out? Listen, here's the thing about Andrade, right? Andrade is obviously talented in the ring, but listen, he wasn't doing enough to get over in WWE on the main roster. Mm-hmm. He goes to AEW automatically. We all assume like he's going to be a big deal in AEW. I was one of those people, and. Now he's doing these hashtags on Twitter to leave AW because he's not getting the opportunities there. At one point, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what am I doing wrong? You can't point the finger at creative all the time. Like, it's their fault, their fault, their fault. They're not putting me over. What can you do to put yourself over? You know, Matt Cardona, when he was Zach Bryan, WWE, one point was putting on YouTube shows every week and eventually got himself over to win a championship there. Like, I know, granted, he left WWE since... And he's doing bigger things now. But, like, the thing is, he's Matt Cardona worked on himself and he worked his ass off to get to where he is. Andrade, again, I don't know what's going on backstage. I could be wrong. But just from the outside looking, what's the common denominator between him and WWE and him and AW? It's him. Yeah. So at what point you have to wonder, is he the problem? And just insert name here for other people that went to AW looking for greener pastures and they're not getting it. Maybe you're the problem. I don't I don't think Andrade is any problem. I think he's super talented. I think the body of work that he's created in the ring speaks volumes for who this athlete is. Again, however, not not denying the talent, not denying the talent. However, but there's more to talent in that. Go yes. On. However, Mark, anybody who has always been a great superstar, a great wrestler that has transcended generational talent, like MJF says, has been great on the mic and great in the ring. Mm-hmm. And he has not been that great on the mic. The only thing that I find troubling is that they put him in these opportunities, they give him these opportunities where they're setting him up to fail. Yeah, I, totally. I don't 
he hasn't proven that he could just take a mic and captivate a crowd, but this is where like a production team, a producer would say, let's put a mouthpiece to it. Like Kev said, let's put Rick Flair to like one of the greatest talker, talkers in the business, put him with Andrade, let Andrade do the in-ring work, let Rick Flair take care of all the talking outside of the ring and that, that it'll be golden. Even, even if you do a storyline with Andrade and, and his beautiful wife, Charlotte, I would Which love would to never see. happen. Never happen. But but, but a storyline in, in in the show, I would love to see something that could happen hell, between that give relationship. Him, give him Vicky Guerrero. Give him someone. Oh give him, yeah. Give him anyone. But like, isn't isn't hang on though? Isn't that sort of the problem though? Because when he came in, didn't they put like Chavo Guerrero with him? And didn't they 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 had Chavo? Yeah. Am, am I thinking it? I'm not I mistaken think, that was someone. I else, think there were I? there was problems with Chavo though. There was some sort yeah. of problems with Chavo and backstage. Like I think that actually kind of the problem with him is that like they have been trying to just put anyone with him, and I think that he needs maybe maybe it is Vicky, maybe it is Flair, maybe it's someone else. The, the guy that they that they did wind up putting with him, I just don't think that it really worked as well because I don't think people necessarily it just didn't work. And I think that that's that's his big problem is that like you're right, maybe he is the common denominator. But but as Abel said, maybe it's like a thing where you looking at him, you need to find a way to like push out his make his strengths very apparent and hide his weaknesses. Totally. Yeah. So like, what, and, what made him a success in NXT with him is Zelina. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. Zelina was a, the it was a big thing about that because like you know she would do all these crazy stunts outside the ring as well to put him over. That was the hot ticket right there. And on top of that, he was just so ridiculously good in the ring. And Zelina's a great talker. So with the NXT Andrade Selena duo in today's way that the WWE with, under Triple H is going, would that have been a better vehicle to go from NXT and say? Because I could see Triple H saying, all right, you know, this is working great in NXT, Selena and Andrade. Let's put these two together on the main roster. Let's not break them up. Let's push them. Let's continue moving that vehicle in that Absolutely, direction. because, you know, at one point, at one point, I thought they were having something going on the main roster. When it was him, Selena Vega, they were developing a little stable. With him, Selena Vega, it was like Umberto. Yeah, Umberto. And maybe. Angel Garza. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that, I believe that it was, they were, closing out raw it seems like they were having some sort of thing going on. i was like oh, i was enjoying it, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah this could be a cool stable especially yeah. selena as a mouthpiece this could be something they, they, that could elevate andrade to that other level but that only lasted what not even a month yeah. before they broke up and yeah. it was just uh, yeah i so answering your question i think selena vega and andrade would be the hot ticket if they brought it to raw i mean look what happened with scarlet and karen cross coming back to the main roster mm-hmm. as a team mm-hmm. uh, obviously night and day night and day from when uh karen cross initially came up to the main roster solo don't reinvent the wheel do what works and then elevate from there that's the foundation that's the foundation you build off of. I'm very conflicted with, with that statement because I've been thinking about this recently. And, I, you know, one of the great things about Vince McMahon in the Vince McMahon era is that he took chances to be able to take something that's being working so well in NXT, but then say, you know what, I'm going to change it up. I'm going to try something completely different. Yeah, maybe carrying Cross did not work out, but who's willing to take that chance and say, hey, I have this brand new character, this like Spartan, let's put a helmet on him. It's going to be great. It's going to be so cool. But now in the Triple H era, I love the fact that you could see someone that's 
having a good successful run in NXT, not change that character. It's a great shiny toy. Everybody loves playing with it. Now we'll just put them in this spotlight and everybody will still love the toy. We won't change the toy in the way that it's being played. Everybody's enjoying it. So right. I'm very conflicted because it's like, I kind of like the Triple H aspect of it because if it ain't broke, don't fix it, like you said. But I also can knock uh, Vince McMahon taking those chances because there well, are how, some great things that came from those chances. How many chances can you really take, though, without it? Like, I equate it to in baseball, right? If you're trying to hit a home run every single time, you're going to have a very low batting average. And that I feel like at one point towards the end of Vince McMahon's era, I feel like he had a very low batting average because it felt like he was trying to hit a home run every time with all these changes yeah. they had to do. At some point, you just have to focus on getting on base. And I think Triple H right now is doing a good job getting on base with like these characters and like you know doing what works. And then from there, you can start integrating some changes. You, you yeah. have to set a foundation before you change it up or before you evolve, if you will. Yeah, I, I would say that Vince McMahon was only concerned with hitting a home run. And if he didn't think that he could hit a home run, he was not interested in it. And I would say that uh, like the Andrade situation that we talked about is the perfect example of that. Cause I don't think he was ever necessarily in the stables. I don't think he was in the stables unless it was to sort of feed whatever would be sort of like his top storyline or whatever, or if there was like a talent that was advocating for it, you know? And I think that, Hey, if I'm Andrade, maybe I'm looking at what's happening in WWE now and I'm like, you know, I can make it work there. It's not really hidden for me here in AEW. But it, but it, to go back to Mark's point, there is, there is a certain point that's like, well, also, what does that say about you that you just want to keep flip-flopping every time like the, the winds blow? Mm, that's true. Didn't he ask for his release? Am I, am I remembering this correctly? Or was he just released? I know he was. I, I think he. I think he was asking for his release. I, I that is ringing the go. bell. Yeah. Well, then there. There you go. So we shall see what happens with that. We'll we'll see next week if he wins the match against uh, against ten. But with that being said, guys, it's time for some TV takedown. Let's get into it. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, guys. So TV. Been on fire this week. We're going to start off with Monday Night Raw. So who was trending all throughout Raw, all afterwards until the next day? Candice LeRae is back. That's according to Denise Hollywood superstar Salcedo at hashtag Denise Salcedo. People are all talking about Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae is back. But no one saw that coming, man. It was pretty cool to see. So I have to ask this, man. It kind of had a similar feeling. Was Johnny Gargano coming back just uh, what, a month ago now? The obvious question that I had to ask here for you guys, who wins a championship on the main roster first, Johnny Gargano or Candice <laughs> LeRae? Didn't expect you to go there, Ooh. Mark. That's a very good question. That's a very good question. That is a really good question. I'm going to say Johnny just because I feel like there's like a, with the women's there's title. A path. There's, yeah, there's almost like a line of succession and it feels like she's like Candice is a little at the back, the back of that line. I yeah. don't mean for that to sound as shitty as it does but like it just feels like i could see johnny picking up the u.s title or continental title or something like that first if we're talking like world titles then yeah probably like candace but i just feel like johnny seems like he's kind of like right there where candace you know is she going to be the one to to if bailey beats 
Bianca, is she going to be the one to beat Bailey? You know, like, I don't know. Abel, your thoughts. I, I completely agree. I think uh, the storyline that Gargano already has with, with Theory, it, it's just the right path that's going to get uh, Gargano to that U.S. title. I don't know about you guys, but maybe my TV is not adjusted the right way. I, I, I didn't hear a big pop when Candace came out. Yeah. What, was, it, was it a big pop? No, it, it, it doesn't. It was lacking the big pop like uh, Gargano had. Uh, it seems like there was more reactions online to Candice LeRae than in person. It could have been the venue. It could have been something else. Who knows? You can't really place all your eggs in one basket for one place to have a big pop. I know. I, I guess we'll have to. I, I mean, guess we'll have to see next week. I mean, yeah, based on that, I, I would still say Candice LeRae on the main roster may be something I want to try out in some different states, some different venues, because for maybe they're just doing too many comebacks, because that's what the, the one thing with AEW, like every week, like just because it worked once doesn't mean it's going to work again. Insert WWE former employee, and then you get a pop and everybody's excited. AEW is the best thing ever, you know? Uh, I think the thing is with that, though, I think Johnny Gargano had a has a bigger name than Candice LeRae. I don't necessarily know how world-renowned Candice LeRae is because this that was in Canada, right? That that Raw? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I don't necessarily know how well Canada knows her work or how well they know NXT even. You know, I mean, NXT only gets so many views. You know, Johnny Gargano, I mean, I feel like the dude's been making headlines for quite a bit. So I think he's a little bit more well-known than Candice LeRae. I think that could have been the issue there. Well, then they uh, didn't I, set her off for success. Maybe if, not. If, maybe, if maybe they not. had that information knowing that, hey, maybe like let's do it maybe when we're back in the States or let's do it at her hometown. But online, no, online it was a buzz. I will say this. So that, that's a good thing for Candice. So here's my thing, though. Going back to what you guys are saying, I actually disagree with both of you guys. I think Candice LeRae, if you look who her opponent is going to be next week, who she stepped up to, damage control, she's going to be facing Dakota Kai next week, right? Mm-hmm. On Monday Night Raw. All right. We're talking about champion. Who's going to win championship first? I think it's going to be her. And I think, I think Indy Hartwell is, might get called up next. I think we could oh, see man. Candice and Indy <laughs> team back up and win some oh. tag team gold there, guys. I think that's totally, fine. Totally forgot about the, the women's tag team championship, just like the company has <laughs> at times. I, but like, I, I think that, that makes the most sense. That would be an intriguing storyline to see right there. They obviously have the chemistry with both NXT women, uh, former NXT women, Dakota Kai and Eos, uh, Sky. Uh, I think Johnny Gargano, I, I disagree with what you're saying, Kevin. I, I feel like Johnny Gargano's path is not as easy for him to win a championship because you know, you look who the champions are right now. Roman Reigns. Is he going to beat Roman Reigns right now? No. No. Uh, is he going to beat who's intercontinental champion? Gunther? I don't see that happening. I think Gunther's keeping that IC title for quite a bit. Is he going to beat Bobby Lashley for United States Championship? I don't see that right now. Bobby Lashley's pretty hot. So, like, I, I think, I think honestly, Gargano's quest to become a champion is very hard for him right now. A tag team championship going to the Usos. Who's he teaming with right now? Unless like maybe he reteams up with Champa, but it seems like they're very far apart from ever teaming back up again. I, I think the most obvious, the most obvious one for me would be Candice winning the tag team championship from Damage Control with Indy. Yeah, that's a pretty good pick. I told again, like I said, totally forgot about those women's championships. You're so creative, Mark. 
Oh, thank so you. creative. God That's like it. the best compliment you gave me, man. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get used to it. <laughs> hey, but what do you think? You're, you, you, you sold it to me pretty well. You sold it to me pretty well. I still think Gargano is, is the bigger star. I think it's someone that they're more invested in. Just in the conversation that we're having, the company doesn't invest a lot in the tag team division. The company has not been invested. Investing they, as much they have more in the women's bef- division as the men's division. Uh, Gargano has a lot more stock. Gargano has been a lot more popular. I still see Gargano. I I haven't. I would agree with you before if you were, Vince McMahon was still in charge. I'm starting to see a shift uh, <laughs> now that Triple H is in charge. You know, there's more of a shift towards tag team, giving them some relevancy actually on on all fronts for the tag teams. So, like, you know, this is the most that we're seeing the tag team, the women tag team championship uh, being on TV. Uh, so it, it's it's not necessarily dead yet. And I, I'm, I'm actually excited to see what they do with it because this could be a very good storyline here going forward. Moving on, though, to NXT. So Mandy Rose, I feel like, is always trending, by the way, for the record, for various reasons. A lot of it has to do with her looks. There's a lot of, a lot of thirsty men out there. They're very much like Mandy Rose. <laughs> She's yep, really great no with comment. those thirst traps, though. I mean, but you know, Mandy Rose also trending because you know they were talking about her knee, her running knee. Uh, they were comparing to Kenny Omega, but this caught my eye here. But Alba Fire, Alba Fire's promo, what she did, Roman Reigns SZN at Reigns underscore Era, Alba Fire got to win that title. Hashtag at WWE NXT. Uh, I don't know if you guys watch it. it was well done. It makes me think that maybe she could be the one to defeat Mandy Rose. Guys, what do you guys think? Will Alba Fire be the one to beat Mandy Rose? I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't been the biggest NXT watcher ever, but especially in this uh, 2.0 era, I guess the, the question I would have is, are they about to bring Mandy and the rest of her stable to the main roster? Because if that's the case, then absolutely. We are kind of heading into this... They haven't announced any sort of uh, draft or anything, but we are heading into this time period where the draft usually would be. I could see, I could see Triple H and them kind of saying like, "This act works. We need them on Mondays or Fridays instead of Tuesdays." You know, and I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I could see it. NXT is meant to be a place for people to sort of find themselves as a character, and I think that. It's pretty safe to say that Mandy Rose has found herself and found what works. So I could totally see her dropping the title and showing up on Raw or SmackDown here in the next few weeks. I think they need to be careful because her group is not too different from Bailey's group. But uh, yeah, I could see them. I, it's not pretty the different. Same, they're pretty different. They're pretty different. It's they're very it's, similar. I see the similarities. It's three. They're, they're, they're three women. What? That, yeah. That's that's why I see the similarities right there. That's it. <laughs> very different characters. Very different characters. Uh, but Abel, what do you think? I, I think the women's division in NXT still needs Mandy Rose. I think they need to build a lot more into it, into maybe introducing a couple more names, a couple more threats. To her championship would be nice because if they leave as a stable to the main roster, what is NXT left with? So you think it, Alba wins, Mandy's gone. There, there, there's no, there's no other way to it. Like is I, that the, I would say, I would, I would say. I mean, I that, like, that's been the the strategy that they they always play with. So 
Why not? So there's no re- like there's no way in hell if Mandy Rose loses that she's going to stay in NXT. That she you, stays you in gone. I think she would be gone. I would have to actually agree with that. I'm trying to find a way. I'm trying to find a way. But here's the thing, though. I mean, Mandy Rose. Th- It'd be smart if the, re- she the, the, re- the reason, the reason why I think she would stay, honestly, uh, I, I don't. Yes, does NXT need Mandy Rose? Do they need the star power? Yeah, because honestly, like I said, Mandy Rose trends all the time. Uh, she's the biggest name that NXT has, and that's including Braun Breaker, who is, who they're trying to make a star. And that's that's kind of a problem if Mandy Rose keeps on beating him out all the time. And Mandy Rose has gotten a lot better. But here's the thing what I'm really focusing on. They keep on hyping Mandy Rose, her title reign, right? She's not quite at a year yet. She's heading close to a year. I think they want her to get to that year mark at the very least. And maybe we don't see a fair match here. Maybe Mandy Rose squeaks out with a win in an unfair way because, you know, you have toxic attractions here, so why not? Uh, that helps her title reign gets extended to past the year. I think Alba Fire is built to be the one to beat Mandy Rose. I, I think out of anyone on that roster right now, like she's the most equipped to do it at this point. At this point right now. Other than that, I mean, Cora Jade, I think she's a contender, but like not quite there yet. Maybe a couple months away. Uh, Roxanne, I think, is almost there, but not quite yet. Uh, those are names that stick out to me. Nikita Lyons, not Nikita quite Lyons. yet. That's what I would think. N- not quite yet, though. I, but the, the one that makes the most sense to carry that division going forward will be Alba Fire. She's the most ready to be the champion right now. So the, I think, honestly, what happens at uh, Halloween Havoc, I, I think Mandy does come out still being the champion, not, not necessarily winning, but still coming out as champion. And they get a rematch at some point. Mandy Rose hits the year mark, and then she drops the belt. And then, boom, she goes on to the main roster. That's what I think happens, personally. Uh, that, that's possible. I could also see how they all WWE loves to do this where they they extend these title reigns to break uh, the records of previous title right. holders. And I think Oscar's was like a year plus. Like, I don't think she's too far away from that. So I could also see her holding on to that, too, because also like while I I was saying earlier that I think that they probably might be looking at that and say that's ready for Mondays or Fridays. I also don't know if the, the women's division on Raw or SmackDown necessarily needs them quite yet. I don't see like a gaping hole anywhere. It, it feels like they like they got a lot of depth going yeah. on the main roster. So yeah, I guess I guess maybe she holds on to it for now. All right, guys. Well, moving on here, we're going to AEW. Here we go. Here we go, guys. So I mean, the biggest thing what people wanted to see was you know Soraya was having a big promo. <laughs> You know, Saria, you know, you know, what does she have to say? You know, how is it going to go down? Is she going to be wrestling? How is it going to get down between her and Britt Baker? Well, none of them were trending. You know who was trending? Jamie Hayter was trending. One of the tweets here from Anna at Anna C. DeMarco. Jamie Hayter chants getting louder every week. Tony Khan, you know what to do. And even tonight on AEW Rampage, when she faced Willow Nightingale, big pop for her. She's obviously showing... Her stock is on the rise. Guys, is it time for Jimmy Hader to break out? Because she completely overshadowed Soraya and Britt Baker here. So your thoughts on that? I think AEW has something really special right here. If they just sit on it a little bit longer and make us want it even more. The fact that the chants are getting louder, the fact that they're that she is the one trending, 
in what was going to be a big segment for Soraya. And I mean, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, you know, she hits it out of the park all the time. All the time. All the time. Again, the fact that she was coming into that situation with such big stars and she's the one. And Jamie Hayer didn't say a word. I didn't know. say a word. Let let us simmer in it. Let us want it more. Um, I think wrestling fans really feel like, you know, the more we want it and the louder we get, the more that the we want the company to give it to us. And, and but we need need a little bit more time to simmer in, in that in that feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I think you're, that you're, you're saying give her the Kofi treatment, give her the, the Daniel Bryan treatment, if you will. <laughs> yes. like, you know, you're, you're talking about slow playing to build her to be star. Like, you know, but the fans just get a little taste like, I want more, 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 Dan. More Tony. Yes. Give me more, Tony. Give me yeah. more of that. But like the <laughs> but like the art of wrestling booking really comes down to like you're 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 keeping you're you're getting you're you're getting what the people want but you're making them wait just long enough, not too long. You're not giving it to them too fast that they don't, that they're just like, oh, well, we have it. You don't wait too long so that they're just like, well, we don't care about this. It's, it's finding that that right time. And I don't know for AEW if that's when the next pay-per-view is. I don't know if that's when, uh, if that's a, like a, like six months down the road. Probably not. That seems a little No, that's too way far. too long. Way too long. Uh, by the end of the we- year, maybe, but like, uh, no, go, Mark, go go ahead. One thing I want to the common denominator, what you guys are talking about is timing. And I, I think timing is key for everything. And that's one thing I feel like WWE has had the advantage over AEW with other than production value is timing. They know when to pull the plug on something or when to like push something uh, for the most part. I feel like yeah. AEW really hasn't mastered that like at all. So uh, can we- I would agree with that. I would agree with that on both the the long and short-term side so then can we trust them to build jamie hater correctly because it seems like they had something going on with wardlow and he hasn't really skyrocketed the way he should have or way he would have wwe under the right guidance there yeah yeah totally i mean i was about to say wardlow i was going to say we just had bobby fish left the company i mean some of it that that's not necessarily fair because there are injuries and stuff but they spent all this time building up feud with the young bucks and the undisputed era guys. That looks like it's never going to happen now. And then before that, they spent a bunch of time building up the young bucks and gals and Anderson and that never happened. And so they'll do that. <laughs> they'll, they'll do that where the stuff just never happens. They'll have sometimes where they'll pay stuff off like too quickly. I swear that they kind of did that with Scorpio. They do that. Yeah. Once a time, once upon a time where they were just like, Oh, you want this? Well, here you go. And everyone's just like, Oh, uh, well, what do we do now? Oh, you actually gave it to us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they they do do, they, as of late, I think there are a lot of examples that you could point to that AEW, uh, their timing has been off, but they are a, a what, three going into four-year company? Yeah, they're still new. They're yeah. still fr- fresh. You know, WWE has had a lifetime to get that timing right. So I... I could totally understand why the WWE is getting in and AEW isn't. However, uh, I think AEW has been able to hit the timing uh, with certain things. You know, look at the MJF Jericho storyline and and the way that that developed and how long that was. And, you know, it let us get invested all the way until the very end. And there's still facets to that storyline that I could see them easily picking up down the line 
and growing that for a long-term storytelling. Look at uh, Lucha it seemed Torres, like they're, it actually seems like they're gonna, It seems like they were going to go that route with MJF and CM Punk, actually, too. Yeah. Uh, until, you know, oh. that happened. What, what happened? <laughs> was there something that happened? Was AEW recently? What? So, so I, did, I did notice. That was Punk trending was a few weeks show. ago. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that happened, too. Trending, trending is an understatement. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right? Jamie Hader. She obviously has something to her, and I, I I feel like they need to do something now because of the fact that like you 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 had this huge platform for Soraya and Britt Baker, and I I know I know Soraya she was a little rusty she she talks about herself she was a little rusty it was her first time on the mic and God knows how long without a script even so you know kind of give her a pass on that Britt Baker obviously knocked that apart. But yeah, you know, still people gravitate towards Jamie Hayter. So that obviously that speaks volumes. So I think by next week, maybe the week after, something has to happen here where she starts to break out a little bit more uh, into her own spotlight. Or or just don't give her anything. How about that? How about if she just comes onto our television screen and does exactly what she did last week and just sits in the background and lets the crowd get really hot? Like, remember that episode when Jericho came on and he said nothing? on the mic and he it was like everybody was hanging on what that first word was going to be and he never gave it to us you know i think two weeks is still too soon i do think six months is way too long but so how long would you get let's meet in the middle how how, how long would you give it two three months two three months two three months yeah i'd say by the tops by the end of the year I think oh, I think on, no. we need to see because I think that the the model for the storyline is actually, and I don't think they should go as long as they did it. But uh, Triple H Batista two thousand five, uh, they it, it feels very similar. It's kind of like the the muscle the muscle kind of behind the the guy that's the star girl in this case starting to really break out and get over on their own and they they found a way to kind of like tease that out where they would give you just a little bit every week i love that yes yes um give me a taste you just you know i don't know if it's just like having situations where jamie get where you build up the anticipation of jamie getting the mic every week and then yeah takes it away from her (laughs) you know like some some something like that i think you can kind of push it like a i don't I think somewhere between a month and by the end of the year, somewhere in there is where you can really start to pay pay it off. Do you know what the average attention span is for adults nowadays? Wait, what was your question? (laughs) Right. What? (laughs) Okay. It's it's not even two minutes, guys. Come on. It's not even two minutes. So you know, you're talking about 2005. You're talking about like you know, you know, we are older, so maybe our attention span is like you know what it used to be a little bit. But, you know, the, the camera, Kevin, you're in production, you know about this. The camera cuts so much so fast because people can't hold their attention. We're in a social media age. You know, you don't like something, you just scroll. You know, so I, I think, you know, if you wait too long, if you wait till the end of the year, for example, I, I think that's where it gets too long. They just, all right, it's not going to happen. So they move on. You know, I, I think they have to be aware of that, what the attention span is nowadays uh, in their niche audience. Yeah, so I, I think that's why you go sooner rather than later would help. Yes, I agree. You have to find that sweet spot. You don't want to go too soon. So maybe next week, no. But, you know, in the next couple of weeks, three weeks, maybe tops, 
you start doing something, you start at least putting some Easter eggs in there where like she can pop right now or any second. I think one of the things you, that was really clever that you, you mentioned is, you know, paying attention to their audience, you know, and you're right. The AEW audience is slightly a little different than what the WWE or just a regular uh, pro wrestling audience is. You know, they, they are a little bit quicker in wanting that payoff. So I do understand that. I think that the the obvious answer is they have a pay-per-view that's in what five or six weeks. It's it feels like that's what makes the most sense. No, they're, they're, no. they're in the pay-per-view buildup. This is kind of like like a thing that they can build up. I don't know what that payoff would be, but I think that 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 the answer that the the easy answer to this question is well pay it off at the next pay-per-view. <laughs> well, you know yeah. the, 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 what they did the timing wise of when they turned Wardlow was great actually. That worked out really well. It's what they did after the fact they dropped the ball with. Yeah. So like you know, if they did a similar timeline for us, like building up for Jamie Hader. How long was that going on for though? I mean, if you you think about the relationship that he had with MJF, that was brewing for a while. That was brewing for a while, but you know, Jamie Hader's been with Britt Baker for a bit now already. I'm talking about as far as like the evolution of where Wardlow left. You know, during that storyline with CM Punk. You know, that that worked out really well. It wasn't that long. It was it was a fair amount of time. I, I, I feel like they hit that timing just right with it. Again, though, it's what they did after the fact. It was kind of want want. Yeah. You know, that's again, you know, they have to be careful with Jamie Hader with uh, moving on, though, the Smackdown. We're not so, going to do impact. <laughs> I know my audience. <laughs> Michael J. Putty, I'm sorry. You see Kevin's trying here. I had something for Impact. But I, realized, here. I realized who's on the show, and I, uh, I scrapped it. Sorry, Impact. I love you guys. But, yeah. uh, oh. you know, not everyone on my show is enjoying Impact. So going on to SmackDown here. Talked about Kevin Owens earlier before. We had a nice little tease there on, on SmackDown. Public Enemies Podcast noted this at the Enemies PE3. Kevin Owens trying to save Sami Zayn from the bloodline is some long-term booking that people need. Hashtag SmackDown. I personally agree with that. I would love to see him back together. But should they get back together? That question I leave for you guys. Should Sami Zayn reunite with Kevin Owens? Oh man, I mean, I, so I've been thinking about this a lot recently. I guess from a storyline perspective, it does make sense, right? Like we know their history. We've got this story with Sami Zayn, but there is a part of me that's just like, man, like it just. We don't necessarily always need these guys to be in a storyline together. They, what was it in 2014, mm-hmm. 2015, mm-hmm. very true. I think. As as adding up the other day, I think like 2019 is like the only calendar year that they weren't in a match against each other. Maybe in 2022, so they had like the teeniest little break. But it does. There is a part of me that's kind of like if if it, if it works for the storyline, fine. But there is a part of me that's kind of like, man, we're we're doing this again. You know, does does Sammy always? Do these guys always need? Whenever they get over, do they always need the other one to just show up? Abel, what do you think? I mean, I understand Kevin's point about like it's been done already, but this is a friendship that has it's a lifelong friendship. It's like Degeneration X, uh, you know, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, no matter where their careers and their own single careers took them to, you knew that they're always friends. 
that they had each other's back, even where they were enemies with each other's. There was still a moment where they're like, they just killed each other in a ring, but eventually they'll come back together. So, you know, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are, I feel tied the same way where it's like, yo, this, I may not agree with him hundred percent, but he's still my boy. I got his back and 10 years down the line, I'll reunite with him again. And 20 years down the line, I could still reunite with him in the end. Oh my lord, Abel! What are we drinking today? That we're like on the same page. This is so I don't know. Weird. I need, I need. Maybe I should call this the MC3 drink. Maybe I, you I should. Think. Maybe you should. Well, I here, just, here, oh no, here's Mark, your, go ahead. Uh, yeah, let, let me let me touch on this, and you you, you can chime in, Kevin. Uh, listen. I want to add on top of what Abel said here. Like, yeah, I was actually going to reference Triple H and Shawn Michaels as well. It, it's no secret that Kevin Owens and Sammy Owens, uh, Sammy Zayn are friends. Yeah, there's no secret about that. And the way they're tying us now, and Kevin, I understand your point. Like, you know how many times we're going to do this here and you got, but there seems to be a a more of a realistic approach to this right now than before. It's not so cartoonish, if you will. It, it seems that from like a human element that like you know like. Even from Sami Zayn, when he like, almost hit uh, Kevin Owens' chair with the bloodline, trying to bully him to go into the chair, you know, a couple weeks ago, and you see the conflict there in Sami Zayn, like he wants to fit in with the bloodline so much, but hey, this is my brother. I don't know if I could do. We're, we're crossing a line here, you know. It, it's these little things that we're seeing here, and this one we'll go to uh, as well. Uh, I think we may see Kevin Owens beat Roman Reigns for one of the championships at very least. Ooh. And and you know he needs some backing there for the bloodline. What great way? What what great way to like you know put a chink in the armor by getting his best friend back? But Sami Zayn, I kept on calling the last couple weeks Sami Zayn the wild card. I know he's the honorary oos, but like you know at some point, sometime you're going to see them get on to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I, I think he's going to be like, hey man, that's my brother. Get off him, and they're going to come to blows. And I think eventually it's going. To, it's all going to be lead up to this one big thing of Kevin Owens getting his revenge against Roman Reigns. I think that's that's going to be the money thing. That's going to be the money match where one of those championships is going to leave around Kevin Owens' waist, thanks to Sami Zayn. Great shirt, by the way. Love the shirt. Honorius, love the shirt. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, I I think that I I just have this vision of one of these times that they were feuding I, I i felt like it was less that this what's happening now feels very organic there was one of these other times organic is the word i was looking for yeah, yeah i think there was, mm-hmm. it was that, that mm-hmm. wrestlemania match that they had that it literally felt like they just didn't have anything for either one of them and so yeah i agree with that like, yeah fuck it let's just let's just there he's there he's there They're not doing it. come on let's go i think it was yeah. wrestlemania yeah Yes. Yeah. No. That's that's with the whichever the Paul brothers was was the fucking referee for that match. Right. Who knows? Who cares? Who who remembers? Do um, you think the uh, Matt versus Jeff WrestleMania match was kind of similar in that way, where it's like, yeah, well, that you kind of wanted to see them together and give them this great moment, and they're both there. Why not? Wasn't that the one that was originally going to be like Jeff and Christian? And like the internet spoiled everything, so WWE was like, "Well, haha, well, we'll go with Matt instead." So you didn't see yeah. it coming, which was, and they basically ran the same storyline, and they just on the script they just crossed out Christian, <laughs> and they just went Matt Hardy. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, but I also that that tends to happen that, that at WrestleMania. There's probably plenty of matches that it's just like, well, this guy's not doing anything. That guy's not doing anything. <laughs> this is a very different situation, and I think it's there's great. purpose. It seems like there seems like there's yes. purpose to this, and it seems like it's from what I'm seeing from my eye, and I could be wrong. Uh, there seems to be like a long term storytelling here. That they, that they have in mind. It, it seems to be like a grander angle that they're heading towards. Yeah. Also, I just feel like Sami Zayn's doing the best work of his career, which is saying a lot because he's done some really good Agreed. Shit. But I just am just seeing him carry the story week to week. That's not to mm-hmm. say that the other guys aren't, to, but it's just like this wouldn't work with anyone else. And I feel like WWE has tried this type of storyline many times before and it just doesn't work the, like just the life you know what I find that is working so well because everybody's talking about how great this whole storyline is and it's really carrying the professional wrestling business. Like that's the main mm-hmm. storyline that everybody's invested in. But one of the things that I noticed this past week was that everybody in that ring, when they, well, when they gave um, Sammy that honorary Usher, everybody was invested in what that story was. So their emotions, even though they weren't the one on the mic, even though they weren't the, the main person who was telling the story, they each needed an award for supporting actor. Yeah. Because everybody had their own emotions in their face. Everybody took their beats. Everybody was listening to each other, reacting to everybody's words. It wasn't like, hey, Roman Reigns speaking and I don't have the mic, so I'm just going to look at the crowd for a little bit. You know, everybody was so just invested in it. And that's what's making that story so great. And that anybody could take from that example to their own story and kind of, you know, make it to be that great. You know, even though you're a supporting actor to a story, invest yourself in it. Put those facial features in it. You know, like all those little things count. It it does. And Sami Zayn, I feel like he's one of those guys that whatever role that they give him, he knocks it out of the park. He he just goes with it. He, it's like a chameleon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, very much so. You know, even when he first turned heel, people were like, dude, he's never been a heel before. How's this going to work? And he was a great heel. You know, he yeah. still still is. And, and right now, man, he's in a very interesting spot. He's helping, you know, move along the storyline. And again, like, I, you know, I know I'm beating a dead horse, but I think there's something bigger here with Kevin Owens involved. I think we're going to see something down the road here with this. They, they are very much slow playing this, but they're doing it right. Uh, MC3, big- you might enjoy this. Um, one of the things, because we were talking about just a moment ago on how we may not, at us as wrestling fans who've seen this already, we may not want Sami Zayn and Kevin o- Owens to go down that road again. But I'm thinking about it like I have a five-year-old kid. Your, your daughter one day, you know, is going to become a wrestling fan. And she doesn't know this backstory that's been going on. But eventually she'll come around and be like, hey, hey, daddy, wh- why is Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn friends? And then they're fighting now, you know, but it reintroduces because there is so much backstory in it. It reintroduces that to a new audience like Probably my fight. son. Yeah, that's what I would say, brother. Exactly. Fight. So it's just a good story, and you shouldn't shy away from doing something over again if it just fits. And like, and that's pretty much the point. If it happens organically and it's fitting 
in the story than just let it happen. I think that's the key word. And Kevin hit it right in the head before better than I did. I said realistic. I, I think I meant to say organic. And I think that's the best way you could talk about this right now. This just feels more organic than it ever has before, uh, which is awesome. But guys, that is it for what I have for our TV takeover. What's trending? Time for some go home thoughts. Wow. We're not going to talk about NWA or what are the other companies? WOW. Didn't that start? Ah, GCW. Kevin, I, I have, it's past midnight. I have a daughter I have to get to right now. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, I know the timing. She's probably going to be crying any minute, and I'm on daddy duty in the middle of the night. So, uh, oh, yes. Yeah. No, I, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And they're done that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you have, man. It, she's teething too, so that's fun. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. But Kevin, thank you for joining the show, man. Especially last minute. Do you have any go home thoughts? I don't. Just thank you again, as always. This was fun. And I'm enjoying just, even though I don't get to watch the weekly product as much as I'd like, I'm enjoying being able to enjoy like all these different shows and follow all these different storylines i've had many like ups and downs as a fan over the years but lately this this feels like like a time that i don't think us as wrestling fans are appreciating enough it kind of feels like the thing that a lot of wrestling fans have wanted for years is in a lot of ways it's kind of happening now and i don't think that we're truly appreciating it no, I think you're right. I think a lot of people just want to be trending and whatnot and, and you know, put the commentary on top of it. But, like, you know, there's a lot of good things happening in wrestling for us. Many bad things people wanted to focus on, but there's so much good to focus on, too, especially in the independent scene. Uh, I have to throw a plug out here for you, Kevin. Yeah, you have to share your Instagram handle because this dude, he uh, he does a lot of video work for different promotions here in the Northeast. And some of the stuff is magical, man. You did some stuff for BCW for um, not going to, for BCW Anniversary Five that was sick on on Hog. He did the same thing for. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out his his uh, Instagram, guys, because this is some cool ass work. He, he makes these wrestlers pop in a way that I haven't seen before, especially in this level in the Indies. Well, uh, what's your Instagram handle? It is the Kevin Wood, just T H E Kevin Wood. And yeah, it's, I've had a lot of fun doing it. I'm actually going to uh, Titan Championship Wrestling tomorrow. Oh, to, great. Nice. Uh, going with my dear say what, friend. Say what's up to the international star over there. Oh, which one? I, I, Directly to me. Oh, okay. This is my first Titan show. So I'm going with my, uh, my dear, dear friend, PJ Savage. Uh, going to be doing that tomorrow. Hey, give, give AJ Pan a finger for me, yeah? Oh, totally. Absolutely. You know, just trying to get as much content out there. Lots of people like it. Some people like it so much they've uh, done their own versions of my content. Oh, that is is another thing for another no, no, that's a no, no. You can't do that. But no, for real, imitation guys, is the best form of flattery. Exactly. That's, that's we're talking. We're talking. We're talking about you know WWE, AEW quality production here on the indie level. That that's what Kevin is bringing here. Uh, for any promoters that are listening, hire this man because he's you. damn good at what he does. Uh, Abel, do you have any go home thoughts? I've enjoyed your shows, Mark, with Kevin in the past. So hopefully. Y'all, y'all enjoyed my my contribution. I think uh, Kevin, you you're a great mind for the business and and being in the 
the realm of WWE and, and knowing a little bit more than a lot of us fans know, it, it's very interesting to get your perspective on a lot of these thoughts. So it, it's always a pleasure to listen to you when you come on a shot of wrestling. So thank you for joining us again. Well, thank you. Um, and you definitely make a better show because Mark can't do this alone. That's why Michael J. Putty's here. Uh, he rises him to the top, you know, <laughs> he, he is, he needs a night off and he deserves it because it's been really hard carrying mc3 all these years you know so finally we could do that for for michael j i, 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 I just i just wonder you stroke everyone's ego so much except for me i just wonder when you're gonna pay me the favor uh, <laughs> of doing that I, I i i'm dying for that day come on you're, you're a great supporting actor mark oh Schoen. you're a dick <laughs> wow Maybe. can i mute him he's muted he's muted now Oh, he did. Oh, geez. Hold on. I'm going to unmute him. There we are. That's what you get. I'm in control here. You are in control. For my show now. But thanks for having me. One of the things I do want to share is I do have a five-year-old son. And one of the greatest things that he told me this past week is like, Daddy, the next time you go to a wrestling show, I want to go. I said, okay, let's oh. go. So now I'm looking to see which is this first show that I'm going to take my five-year-old son to. But the fact that he's so interested in the product, we watch it every uh, uh, Monday. Uh, it's, it's like wrestling. It's Monday and Wednesdays for us. Fridays, I'm usually working, but Mondays and Wednesdays are usually wrestling days for us in our household. And it, it's a great feeling to one day take, take my little boy to a live event. So yeah, I'm excited dope, about that. That is really cool. I, I, I hope that's to have amazing. that moment with my daughter. She seems I, she's five months old today, but like, so I, I understand she does not fully understand what she's looking at when she sees a screen. But, you know, when professional wrestling's on, she tends to watch she tends to look over uh even though i try not to really have her have any screen time at all can't help it uh she gravitates to the screen when professional wrestling's on so maybe there's something there maybe there is so just saying uh my wife will probably very be very upset about that but, uh hey at least she'll be an athlete <laughs> yeah <laughs> But guys, that is it for us for here for Shot of Wrestling. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Uh, please like, subscribe to our page. You can follow us at Shot of Wrestling on all forms of social media. Give us a review. We want to know how we're doing. We want to know how we can improve. We want to know what you guys think, who we should interview next. Keep on a lookout for that as well because we will be continuing the interview game. I think hopefully starting next week, actually. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, as for me, you can follow me. Uh, you go to my website yourfavoriteactor.com. Shaw of Wrestling is on there as well, along with our interviews. So in the meantime, guys, for Kevin, for Green Man, for Michael J. Putty, who is still crying about Tua, can't blame him. I Hopefully Tua gets better. And guys, thoughts and prayers for, for those in Florida that are suffering from this horrible hurricane that happened. I, crazy enough, you know, at one point I thought it was a Category 2. Next thing you know, it's almost a Category 5. I, I can't even imagine what devastation those people in Florida are going through right now. So my thoughts and prayers to go out to all of them and those affected. But for all of us here, Shot of Wrestling, your favorite actor, Mark Schwann, Hollywood is out.